You're listening to Wonderland, Episode 8, Heart of Stone. Welcome back to Wonderland, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. I'm Jenny. And I'm Aaron. We're so happy to have you with us as we talk about this, one of our favorite TV shows here. And this episode is going out a little bit late because we had a catastrophic failure, <laughs> meaning we lost power, which to a <laughs> podcast is catastrophic. <laughs> right. Can't podcast without power. So our Once Upon a Time podcast was delayed, and this, our Once Upon a Time in Wonderland podcast, was delayed. We'd only gotten 15 minutes into our recording, and then we lost power for about 15 hours. Yep. It was was a long time. Yeah. That sucks for you guys. (laughs) We slept for most of those 15 hours, though. (laughs) So it wasn't that bad. (laughs) It, It was kind of like my entire world around me was just became nothing and i was turned into a hey! statue made out of stone oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> so to say as your wife clearly, i could take that wrongly the, jenny clearly you're the one who turned him back into okay. a normal animated person because she, hey, and you know that reminds me of once upon a time in wonderland <laughs> wow what Which a coincidence what we're here to talk about there needs to be a category in the podcast awards for best segues <laughs> <laughs> or at least most segues. Everyone is probably thinking, yes, there should be, and you should be in it, and you should lose. Whoa. <laughs> no. But anyway, let's talk about Harsh. Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, this episode, Heart of Stone. And first of all, timeline-wise here, I'm, I love talking about the timeline. I like fitting things together in these little pieces, and that's part of what makes me a podcast host here is just how I like pulling this stuff together. <laughs> But I'm thinking about this timeline of the events that we saw in the past in this episode and how that ties in with what we see or have seen in Once Upon a Time. So I think the events in this episode, in the past part of this episode, are after Korra has already come to Wonderland. And my thinking there is that Korra came to Wonderland probably 10 years or so before Regina's curse hit because... Mm. Snow White was still a little girl when Korra was pushed through the looking glass into Wonderland. Right. But we've seen nothing of Korra right now. But we do see this is the same maze and, or at least, well, we've only seen the maze in the present. We haven't seen it in the past. But this is the same castle, that this King's Castle is the same in the past as it is in the present, and it's the same castle that the Red Queen uses. So... Timeline-wise, I think this is happening maybe a a couple or a few years after the incident when Korra came through, but maybe she hasn't risen to power. And my guess is she killed the king who married uh, Anastasia and made her the Red Queen. So I'm guessing this is, yeah, somewhere maybe around there. Hmm. Yeah, there are still some holes in that story, but 
We'll see. Did we not see the maze in past Wonderland when Alice first met Cyrus? Was she running away from the Queen's guards in the maze? Yes, that's right. But that's when Anastasia was the Red Queen. Oh, yes. So I'm thinking like when Anastasia was still Anastasia, however many years ago that was, we haven't seen whether that maze is still there then. Right. That is true. Um, the only the only comment I have about the timeline is um, there's been some discussion in the forums about it and how it relates to whether Anastasia can be Cinderella's stepsister. Uh, that has been a popular theory just because of her name being Anastasia. And we know that in the Disney movie, Cinderella's stepsisters are named Anastasia and Drizella. Um, so there's been some discussion. Uh, Slurpees 108 brought up a a valid point that Cinderella could have had more than two stepsisters in this in this reality in this uh fairy tale reality created by once upon a time so that it's possible that Anastasia was around and was one of her stepsisters but left home before the events of Price of Gold in Once Upon hmm. a Time Interesting um but there's no real evidence either way to support that there is a screen capped from price of gold when you see the stepmother and the sisters going to the ball and they do not look anything like anastasia and (laughs) also ashley is not british um true and anastasia and her mother are but other than that there's kind of nothing either way however ashley slash cinderella is one of only two Once Upon a Time characters to have made a cameo on the show. And it's not like we've actually seen her in Once Upon a Time recently like we had Grumpy. So that might make a reason for that. That's very true. And one of my coworkers actually said to me that um, Anastasia's mother reminded him of Cinderella's mother. And he wasn't even aware of the Anastasia name connection. (laughs) So I don't know if there's anything to that, but it made me think, reevaluate. Also, to speak to the fact that Cinderella slash Ashley sounds different, she she could have because she's not really related. Or yeah, grew she's up. a stepsister, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone in fairy tale is a stepsister or stepmother. <laughs> or... <laughs> seeming to be that way. <laughs> Even the guys, they have <laughs> oh my. their stepsister or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. No. But yeah, this this family relation here, because um, Anastasia's mother was so willing to just leave Anastasia and had such hopes for Anastasia. But then now it's like, well, uh, be gone. I've got two more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually wanted to read you something that I wrote as a thought after that. Concerning Anastasia's mom. Anastasia's mom reminds me so much of Cora from Once Upon a Time. Both Regina and Anastasia had oppressive mothers that worked their fingers to the bone to get them one thing that neither of them wanted at first. To be queen. Hmm. They each reacted very differently. Anastasia was a su- she was successful in running away and ended up becoming queen on her own. Regina was not, not successful in running away but was thrust into a marriage she didn't want to be a part of. Being queen was thrust upon her. For Anastasia, it was given to her. They both had regrets and lost loved ones. Anastasia's lives and Regina's died. Perhaps if Regina had 
sisters like Anastasia, she would have gotten to run away too. <laughs> hmm. I wonder because of the similarities, what if Anastasia's mother and Cora were sisters? Hmm. Because they're about the same age. They're both from Enchanted Forest. They both have these big ideas of their daughters being queen. And the only family member we've ever seen of Cora's was her father, briefly because he was drunk in the episode, <laughs> The Miller's Daughter of Once Upon a Time. And that I remember there wasn't any hint about her having other family members. Hmm. Right. So I wonder if there's some relationship. And if there is, imagine this, that would make Cora Anastasia's aunt True. and Anastasia Cora's niece. So what if when Cora rises to power, and I know I'm talking about Cora again, <laughs> what if when Cora rises to power, then she like wipes out the king and then realizes, oh, you're my niece. I can't hurt you. Just stay out of the way for a little while. And then when Cora leaves Wonderland, just mm. before the curse hits, then she hands the rule back to Anastasia or known as the Red Queen. Interesting. Because there's the family relationship. These guys do like to make everyone related. Yes, as we've seen in something else. We won't give away quite yet, though. But check out oncepodcast.com if you want to know. Uh, I thought it was odd that Anastasia's mom called Will a loser. Because that's not really a enchanted forest kind of word. Yeah, No, it's not. <laughs> it reminds me of in Star Wars, one of the characters said, this is my girlfriend. <laughs> uh, yeah it's one of those things where it just doesn't fit sound right like, wouldn't you have a special name for that instead of loser wouldn't it be um his personality is that of a loser or something like that? something more official sounding? or like the ewok word for girlfriend yeah <laughs> but i have to admit here i was wrong about something oh <gasps> when we first met anastasia and we saw Anastasia and Will jump into the hole. But we didn't see them. No, we did see them. Well, we the, true, we didn't see them actually jump through. But um, we did, by the way, hear some audio in this episode during the preview that we didn't previously see. Really? Yes, yeah. I noticed oh. that. Yeah, it was Anastasia's mother had uh, said something. And it was in the preview, but we've never seen that before. Oh, you mean the recap? Yeah, in the recap, oh. sorry. But um, what I was thinking of here is previously I said, I don't think Anastasia really loves Will because there was that very subtle hand gesture that I thought looked like Anastasia taking Will's hands off her hips. Mm. Kind of like, uh, I'm just here because I'm here for the candy or I'm the queen. <laughs> I'm here for the candy. And, it, and I was thinking back then that maybe Anastasia knew all about Wonderland, had a plan for how to become right. queen and all of this you know, maniacal stuff. But now after seeing this episode, I have to say, no, I was clearly wrong. It really seems like from this episode that Anastasia did genuinely love Will. Yeah. Despite the betrayal later on. But even still in present day Wonderland, it still seems like she loves him. And oh, yeah. has hope for him again. Yeah. Which we'll get into that a bit more later. I wonder about the betrayal later on. I feel that, that she could have easily backpedaled that if she did not mean to betray Will and say, like, no, I, I did this so that now I can kill him and then, like, his kingdom is ours. She could have just 
Like, I wonder if she had a different plan when she agreed to marry the king that included Will. Do remember, the Will was the knave of hearts. So somehow she convinced the king, probably, to let him have some kind of rank. Huh. There's still so much more to this. At least one episode's worth. So either she killed the king and knave of hearts is the best that she could get for Will, or maybe it was one of those things where she asked a favor and that was that was the cost of it is hey can you still let my uh, whatever he is uh, be something <laughs> special and have rank here my whatever he is i'm going to just based on what you just said i'm going to guess that it was not a special favor i'd say she was a little more secretive about that cuz she's not going to go well then again i don't know if it wasn't based on love their marriage who knows and see i always like, I always assumed the Knave of Hearts was a title from Cora because she's the Queen of Hearts. Yeah, right. and that could be, too. They're bringing that out in the chat room hmm. while we record this, too. That's interesting. And that goes with the original uh, Alice in Wonderland, where the Knave of Hearts was on trial for stealing the Queen of Hearts. Tarts. Tarts, yeah, something. <laughs> biscuits. And uh, and then she had she had said off with your head. So I'm wondering if maybe she meant out with your heart. And then we know he lost his heart. <laughs> and then Alice saved him. <laughs> speaking with speaking of off with your head, um, did you notice that any of you noticed that Anastasia's mom said off with you? Yeah. Right before oh, they left? Off with you? Maybe just think. I didn't know. Of off it with sounded your head. like an incomplete sentence. Yeah. It's like, no, you, it, that should off be. Off with you. With your head. It was missing the <laughs> R head at the end of it. Yeah. That's what I thought of immediately. But speaking of that scene, one thing I loved was that when we first saw in a previous episode the looking glass and we saw them get ready to go to Wonderland, I thought. How cheap? Why did you not show them, after all that buildup, show them jump in to the portal? And Everybody hop. <laughs> now we yep. know. Because the scene was not finished. You know, that first time that we saw them hop into the portal to go to Wonderland, was Anastasia's mom in the shot anywhere? Because I know she was in this one. Mm-hmm. Did they actually show it, though, in the the, bleh, the first time we saw the yeah. looking glass? Yeah. Hmm. I thought they... Wait, show what? Them show hopping. them jump in. I thought they got ready to and then didn't. Oh, I, I th- thought I saw them hop in. I'm pretty sure we did see them hop in, but it may have been something like Jeremy was kind of saying that they showed us pieces of it, like the beginning piece and the end piece, and here's what happened in the middle. Ah, uh, yep. Okay. Because that's a common thing that you'll see in shows, that they they cut it like that and then show you... Now, here's the rest of the story. <laughs> now I'm going to have to go back and watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on from this first scene. <laughs> <laughs> we have moved on and back and forth. We are portal jumpers, my friend. <laughs> Jumping through the looking glass a whole bunch. <laughs> I liked the uh, steal from the rich and give to the poor reference, the Robin mm-hmm. Hood right. quote there. Yeah. Although it's funny. That made me think. It's... Like, the reason we think of Robin Hood as so noble is because he was stealing from the rich who got rich by stealing from the poor in the first place and giving to the poor. 
if you just simply steal from the rich and give to the poor, why is that more noble? It's like, do middle class people have to do that? <laughs> because if you go on just that con- that concept alone, then it's like, well, yeah, in that case, if that's right, then why shouldn't the poor just steal from the rich and give to themselves? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what Anastasia wanted to do later on. Exactly. <laughs> it's like she compared it to Robin Hood, but really, yeah. <laughs> it's not as simple as steal from the rich and give to the poor. But Will was quick to say, I'm not a thief. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was very defensive about that. Yeah. I mean, this is a man that kind of wants to be honorable, but has, I think he's using the perspective of the end justifies the means. Right. And that's why he's making these bad decisions, but he's not making these lifestyle thing that still doesn't make him not a thief, but... No, it doesn't. But taking from presumably evil rich and giving to the victimized poor is different than, hey, that person's got too much wealth, I'm going to take it. And I'm going to either take it for myself or give it to somebody else. What does a peasant need with jewels? What does a king need with them? That, my dear, is the way it goes. My world, filled with wealth, and yours, filled with longing. Oh my goodness, he sounds like the king in the animated Robin Hood. (laughs) (laughs) King Richard? Yeah, would you just play it that way? (laughs) It's startling. (laughs) That king <laughs> reminds me of Dustin Hoffman. Yes. Did he remind anybody else of Dustin Hoffman? No. no. He reminded me of Dustin Hoffman. I, he did for me. I was like, Dustin Hoffman! <laughs> but it's not him because no. he doesn't have Dustin Hoffman's voice. He doesn't have Dustin Hoffman's name. He's not Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> That's what he analysis. said in that line reminds me of <laughs> President Snow from The Hunger Games. Oh. Like he's basically saying, "There's a place for us. We're supposed to be rich, and then there's a place for you. You're supposed to like long for being rich, and then if you haven't read The Hunger Games, you should. But then that's the whole reason why they have The Hunger Games is to give to give the poor people that like little bit of hope, that little bit of longing for what they could have." So it's very, very much like him. And he kind of sounds like him even. (laughs) Now that you say that, he does kind of sound like him too. (laughs) But he's been searching for a queen. He said that. Was he ever married? I don't know. It doesn't seem like he was. But Hmm. he had, you know, ladies' jewels, the crown jewels. They looked like ladies' jewels. (laughs) Well, they were probably passed down from generation to generation. Then again, like kings can wear like really awesome jewelry that you know you would and think ladies crowns <laughs> well yeah that was a lady's crown so never mind well pretty tiara like his mother that's probably what it oh, was. okay got it yeah so i was wondering why he had ladies jewelry just laying around in his palace <laughs> but now that makes sense they are the crown jewels darling <laughs> darling yes. we watched her learn to say darling that yeah was great. i love that I loved that. It was so much fun seeing her try to mimic high-class women. I kind of loved everything she did in this episode. She has, for me, come Emma Rigby, and her performance specifically has come so far from the pilot. Mm-hmm. I love her character now. She's There's so much... I feel like there's she's so much so more depth. She's so expressive. Yes. Now. Yeah. She's really... She's gotten comfortable in the role or she's something like awesome. that. 
what I see, well, for one thing, I think she looks much better as just Anastasia when she's not trying to be queen. And I think why is when she's red queen, she has an image to keep up. And it almost yeah. seems like I've never done this before, but it almost seems like she's wearing a corset or something like just <laughs> tight. I mean, stiff. Like, she just looks stiff, yeah, right? Stiff. And I'm not saying physically, but just her personalities, her oh, mannerisms. Yeah. It seems like everything has been worked out of her like my Whoa. fair lady in a sense where well, yeah it's oh. it's she's no longer anastasia personality she's got all that squeezed out and everything about her has to be prim and proper and well she changed dying. her accent even oh yeah that's she right. talked like will yeah in the past well to us americans it's like a british accent all sounds well maybe to sometimes. you but i noticed the difference i, <laughs> I did too Doctor but, Who a lot. but I, I didn't actually think much of it my Fair Lady is the perfect example, almost, of the difference and the reason for changing the accent and mm-hmm. how things are perceived, which is why she was practicing talking like the people at the ball. I loved watching her do that. That was just <laughs> great. But I, <laughs> it's just admiring the crown jewels, darling. darling. <laughs> well, now you can admire them on your head, darling. <laughs> you can admire them in the mirror, darling. <laughs> Most people say your majesty. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. First person she talks to like that happens to be the king. (laughs) What? I like him. He's, well, kind of. He's kind of cool and kind of honorable, but also not quite. Right. You know, he kind of mentored her. That was, I mean, it was about love, which is, (laughs) it's a common thing to mentor people about with uh this type of show with these directors mentoring on (laughs) love and he said he's he um put the idea in her head that love wouldn't be enough Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep it's true which it's sad because i think looking at this show the way it's progressed in the present is i think anastasia or red queen is realizing that no actually love would have been enough and maybe she wants that back again. And we'll get to that more in our discussion of the present day Wonderland. Mm. But I loved seeing the backstory. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I did too. And I'm glad, Jeremy, that you mentioned that her accent changed yeah. because I noticed it, but it, I didn't make note of it. And I don't know why, because it was quite a change. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when they say Wonderland, because it's more Wonderland. Yeah. Wonderland. <laughs> I just, can you imagine being Will, though? It's like he goes up to this building, to this palace. His love goes inside. And then she comes out on the balcony a while later married to <laughs> yeah. another man. Yeah. Yeah. It was like. How long did he just, wait? I know. And, but probably not that long. No, for... it had to be a really long time because she looked totally <laughs> different. And she wasn't as clean as she was when she. Walked down in that balcony. He's sitting out there going, what's she doing? Taking a bath? She probably well, was. yes, actually. Probably and was. getting married. Also getting married. <laughs> it was just, it was kind of heartbreaking. I yeah. can't imagine. I mean, it's just. Poor guy. Horribly, ridiculously heartbreaking. Yeah, and he came to Wonderland to be with her. I sent you in for jewelry and you come out with a husband? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't on the grocery list. <laughs> Well, one doesn't go to the grocery store to pick out jewelry anyway. I thought you were stealing the crown jewels, not being given them. (laughs) Yeah, that would have been really hard. I wonder, 
what kind of bloopers there are for that scene. If there are, <laughs> any, th- there could be some really fun ones. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to when this comes out on DVD to see some of the extras and the bloopers. Yeah. Because I know the dynamic between these actors are great. Yeah. And I'd love to see that then off screen, mm-hmm. some of the fun that they have together. Yeah. That would be awesome to see. And being a self-contained story, this will be really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Is there consensus that that Anastasia married the White King? I know that's what we're calling him. Uh, Rumpel's girl in the forum said, Whoa. it appears Anna married the White King. So did how did she become the Red Queen? Or is she just called mm. that because of her penchant for wearing red? Um, he's Jeez. in all white in the ball scene and in the mm-hmm. robbery scene. But then when she when she marries him, he's not wearing white at all or not very much. Hmm. And she's already dressed in red. So it's not as if she was white, the white queen and then changed. The jewels are pretty red. Yeah. Yeah. They're very red. And it's still the same castle or palace. Yes. I'll be surprised if he's the white queen. King. The white (laughs) queen. I'll be very surprised if he's a queen, but I would be very surprised if he was the White King. The White King. Yeah. Both uh, the White King and the Red Queen were were uh, chess pieces, but yeah. that's really all. That's a chess castle, though. Yeah, that's what I meant, because they're, they're both in there, but. What if the king is actually being held prisoner somewhere in the Red Queen's castle. That would be so sad because he was so nice to her. Yeah, kind of. Well, kind really of. Really nice. <laughs> he was, he admired her. He did. He liked her. He liked, he liked what he saw in her. And managed to talk her into getting married, even though she didn't love him or really know him. So he's also quite persuasive, but maybe not enough to keep himself out of the dungeon. <laughs> maybe. Well, and he said that he wanted her by his side because of her personality, because of her desire to get things that she couldn't have. Which really should have sent up some, pun intended, red flags (laughs) in his mind. Dude, what if she wants your throne next? Which apparently... He said that he wanted her because he saw in her the drive to me more than she is. And he said that is how one rules. Yes. Everything, apparently. Which kind of tells me that most of the people in Wonderland are just like sheep. They don't have any desire to be more than they actually are. Well, Well, isn't that life? (laughs) Look at all the ladies in his court. All the single ladies? She was all all the single ladies. (laughs) (laughs) He he, he put a ring on it, all right. (laughs) He did. I mean, um, Anastasia would have really stuck out as different because all those ladies were like, Oh, darling, darling, darling. I love these jewels. They were just just snooty, and he probably wouldn't have wanted that. I can see why he liked Anastasia, because she was different. But then Anastasia, bum, 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 became the Red Queen. Spoiler alert. Yes. So let's move on to present-day Wonderland. But before we do, I would love to give you an awesome opportunity. That now we have it set up that you can be a donator and a partner with us for producing Wonderland Podcast by going to wonderlandpodcast.com slash sponsor 
and I now have the form set up so you can decide if you want to donate to support Once Podcast or now Wonderland Podcast is an option that you can support with your donations. And if you'd like to do that, we'd really appreciate that because it costs a lot to produce the podcast. And even now having a separate podcast, even though it's on the same website, it means more expenses like the media hosting and some of the other stuff that we have to do in order to run this equipment and uh, all kinds of things there. You know, the whole Canadian voice tax that has to come that <laughs> for every word that Aaron says coming from Canada, we have to pay a certain amount of like VAT. That's voice <laughs> voice to America tax, I no, think, is what no, VAT no. stands for. Well, no. Okay, that's not too serious. But anyway, no. check out wonderlandpodcast.com slash sponsor. And even if you're not able to contribute financially, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for voting for our podcast and the podcast awards. The voting is now closed, and we won't know who won the awards or won't know anything about the voting tallies until the awards ceremony on January 5th. It's like a winter hiatus on podcast awards. <laughs> yeah. Cliffhanger. And that will be live at New Media Expo, but you can watch the awards ceremony on Sunday, January 5th through podcastawards.com. It will probably be at, I'm going to guess, 10 or 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll be watching because I won't get to go this year. And I'm hoping you'll get to Aww. see me up on the stage this year, oh, yeah. take an award for... Uh, one of our podcasts, probably. I'm hoping most for one's podcast to get the award. But check that out if you'd like to sponsor or leave a review on iTunes over at wonderlandpodcast.com slash iTunes. So now let's talk about Wonderland. Wonderland. Modern day. <laughs> that is a present day Wonderland. What? <laughs> you're saying you're that. meshing Wonderland. two accents together. <laughs> Wonderland. <laughs> Well, this movie kind of mashes, I mean, this show <laughs> mashes some things together because of the Indiana Jones reference with the... Yo? You, you're not familiar with this, Jeremy? No, what are you talking the about? The Leap of Faith? Oh, oh yeah. Indiana That's Jones and the Last Crusade. pretty sure that did not start with Indiana Jones. Well, yeah, that's true. But that's what most people think of, especially oh, the whole thing of I don't. it being a seemingly invisible path. Oh. Mm -hmm. But this was a magical path. I was actually looking for that path, thinking <laughs> we would see it and it would suddenly appear because they would pan out and it would be actually visible. But it wasn't. It was invisible. I loved all that. Yeah. But so before that, the whole reason they're going there to the Great Divide is because of this deal that Red Queen and uh, Anna, or Red Queen and Alice try to make. And here's what Red Queen says that's pretty interesting. What sort of a deal? A sort of deal to handle the one problem we both share. Jafar. So already Red Queen has some kind of end in sight and realizes there she needs protection. Jafar's She's smart. problem. Yeah. She's very smart. Which wasn't so clear in the early episodes, but <laughs> yeah. now it is. <laughs> she seemed extremely gullible and defenseless. And yes. like she wasn't planning ahead and she was just lying and stuff. Yeah. So this was quite good. Mm -hmm. Well, when she says Jafar is a means to an end, I wonder what that end is that she has in mind. Yeah. We don't know what she wants from all this. Because everything that we know about getting the genie is so Jafar will have the no, magic power and can it's change not the Jafar. laws of magic. It's Jafar. Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> Darling. 
Darling. <laughs> Maybe but, I should start calling people that. <laughs> but she also said that when that end comes, she wants the means to protect herself and that this magic dust would protect her from dark magic like Jafar's. Mm-hmm. And what's the first thing? So jumping ahead, what's the first thing she does with the magic dust? She throws it on Will. Yeah, and releases <laughs> Will. So I wonder if she kept any for herself. I think so. I probably. bet she did. But Didn't she dumped the whole bag over his head, or no? No, she just tossed a little. Yeah, oh, okay. she she reached okay. into the bag and tossed them out. We don't know how much of that she used total. Yeah, which you know, Alice could have saved some of what she kept. Mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of blowing it all on one thing, literally. Well, she might have. Yeah, we don't know how much she took. I guess. She had just enough to hold in her hand, which isn't very much. So I'm wondering if she still has some and is going to put it in her pocket or something. <laughs> well, she could so, have put some in her pocket. <laughs> so what I'm wondering with Anastasia, Red Queen here, is since her first thing to do after saying this is why she needs the magic dust, her first action after she gets it is to free Will, could this maybe be that she sees Will would be her protection against Jafar? Nope. I think she still loves him. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think I she agree. just does, she doesn't want anybody to know about it, though, I because think, it would make her seem weak. Yeah, if she wanted to use him, she would have stood right in front of his face while he yeah. turned human again and then... I need you to her, help me against Jafar! Yes, held her chin up and confidently proclaimed what he would do yeah i want to see them maybe work things out uh, i wonder where is will going to go she apologized to yeah. him i definitely want to see them work things out they're want- a cute couple <laughs> but i wonder what was the apology for is it just i'm sorry for everything I is it i'm sorry you were turned to stone or is it I'm sorry I'm freeing you from being stone. No, I think it's everything (laughs) except for I'm sorry for freeing you. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) This is a fate worse than death. I am so sorry for freeing you, but it's what I want (laughs) for you. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely that one. I think it's for everything except that one. I want to know if he can hear, if he could hear her apology. Yeah, yeah, that's what I wasn't clear on, because I thought that the reason it would be a fate worse than death is because you would be conscious, but she seems, maybe you're conscious, but you can't see or hear. That's pretty bad. And apparently can't breathe either. Apparently. <laughs> uh, that would be hard. Because she ran away like he wasn't going to know she was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know in our last episode, I think... Yeah, I talked about the Chronicles of Narnia and like the the creatures being turned to stone and the yeah. tear thing. And someone rightly pointed out, well, that the tear thing was what one of the movies added. But the way the books actually are written are that when the witch or the evil queen, whatever her name was, turned the characters to stone, when they woke up, they were completely dazed. They had no idea what happened, how they got there hmm. when Aslan was waking them up. So I think that that's actually what carries here, especially when you see Will turned from stone. He doesn't look around for Anastasia, which is what I think he would do if he heard her say, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. He'd sure. look around for her. But instead, he just stumbles out and leaves. 
Yes. He's stone drunk. That's why he stumbled out. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm so stoned feeling right now. Oh, gosh. That's a fate worse than death. <laughs> Kids don't do drugs. <laughs> I thought I'd use this platform for, you know, good. <laughs> but Jafar's castle was not only hid by magic, but surrounded by something, as we learned in the prison and from like you know in the prison the old man and we'll come back to him but the old man said something about well there must be something much bigger outside and then even jafar later (laughs) said to the white rabbit something about well you better be glad you didn't blah 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 yeah basically get outside (laughs) the castle because there's some worse fate yeah which yeah do you mean the jagged rocks because i'm pretty sure that he can see them and not stumble over them maybe they're poisonous jagged rocks maybe that whole ravine is full of the worst things in wonderland that's what i'm thinking like the cheshire cat's whole entire family (laughs) 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 and they're all gigantic yeah and waiting to eat you but yeah i'm thinking that's the thing there because alice is on one side of this ravine or valley and cyrus is on the other side so they've got to have something more exciting than just they find each other in the forest on the way to each other. I think it'd be great if they both leapt into the air and just sort of sailed toward each other over the ravine. <laughs> and then... Okay. It'd be a little anticlimactic, <laughs> I think, though. So that's not going to so. happen. That would be kind of like the Matrix. I mean, he's a genie and she might have some magic dust left. So kind of it could happen, but I guess not. Well, I think it's what we'll see in the next couple episodes, maybe, is some struggles that they face along the way, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Yeah. But let's talk about that old man. Let's. You mean that sultan? <laughs> that father of Jafar? Are you certain that's who he is? I'm pretty certain. <laughs> He's pretty certain that Jafar won't kill him, and who else could possibly have that certainty? Yeah. And? Like you, I have something he wants. Which is what? Doesn't matter. Because it's something he will never get. So what is it that this man has? I wonder if it's something intangible, like love. (laughs) Don't say it like that. (laughs) Like love. Love. (laughs) Yeah. Love. (laughs) But that's, that's what we theorized before, is that if this is the sultan and it's Jafar's father, then Jafar wants to be loved by his father. Yeah, that that kind of breaks some of the motivation a little bit. Like, why would this guy be so evil if all that he wants is just the love of his father? Well, yeah. he's bent on revenge. Yeah. So maybe it's not that simple. Maybe he's not the sultan. But I think it's pretty clear that probably he is. Do you know, he reminded me of someone. Who? He reminded me of Priest from Count of Monte Cristo. Okay, explain that. Okay, so the priest was thrown into prison because he didn't want to give up the whereabouts of a certain treasure. It was believed that he had a map, and he was kept in prison to loosen his tongue. He ended up giving up giving up his information to a fellow inmate by the name of Edmund, who later used it to seek revenge on his accusers. No. Oh. The end. <laughs> <laughs> That's hmm. why I think he reminds me of priest interesting what if 
he is another person who still has one more wish left. That is what I was just thinking. (gasps) But then... I don't know. How can he be so certain that he will never end up using it? I'm pretty sure... I mean, look look at how they're treating Alice. Don't you think that the priest... Or, sorry, the uh, old guy would be treated like Alice? Yeah, and probably. And don't you think his hands would be stabbed or something? <laughs> <laughs> I Javar mean, has shown that he's he can get a wish from someone pretty he's, easily. He's being way too unbothered. Although they do take him out and who knows what once in a they while. They get him to carry rocks. That's right. What the heck? But See, maybe I think all, he's the sultan. Maybe all he has left is himself. And when Alice was on, when only her life was threatened, she was not going to use that wish. Right? Yeah. Like she, he was torturing her and she wouldn't use it. So if he is somebody with a wish left, he's just as strong as Alice. Well, let's look at a couple of the other clues that were dropped in this episode. One is that he said he's been there long enough, basically, to see other people escape. So this isn't that he's just been there as long to as see Cyrus other has. People's tr- other people try, try yes. to escape. Try. So he's been there for a while. <laughs> yeah. And he said, I had a life once, but it is lost to me now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, that does sound like something that the Sultan would say. You know, I had a life once. Yeah. A really good life. <laughs> good enough that I despised my son. But whoever this is, I think they could be key in Jafar's defeat. Probably. Because you know for this TV show to be enjoyable, the good wins. Good always wins. <laughs> good needs to win. So I'm I'm going to guess that he can somehow be part of defeating Jafar from maybe it's what if he gives Jafar what Jafar wants and that removes jafar's power in some way like disarms jafar hmm. i don't know crazy things but going on so few clues yeah but i like that there's this side character that now we're trying to figure out who is this guy yep. <laughs> along with all the other stuff that we're figuring out or trying to figure out with these writers show. love to do that to us but and the feedback we've gotten so many people agree this is probably the sultan and probably Jafar's father but what else could there be Aaron what are your thoughts in general on this old guy uh I think that the most likely theory is that he's Jafar's father or the sultan I do like the theory you just came up with that I came up with silently at the same time (laughs) but um (laughs) the only thing about the sultan is I have to think about the only sultan I have reference to is the one in the Disney movie Aladdin and this guy's nothing like him. So hopefully it's not supposed to be the same Sultan because in the movie, that Sultan was kind of like a blubbering idiot. He was. Like he, he <laughs> just liked to play with his toys and um, whatever. Like he Feed was so gullible. Crackers. Yeah. <laughs> and he was totally under the control of Jafar in yeah. the movie. So um, I would like to see him be Jafar's father. That would be cool. Yeah, I think that so many people guess that, and I, I don't really see many other popular theories out there. But it would be kind of cool if they turn this around, and they're leading us to think this, and it's something completely different. Like yeah. they've shown this on Once Upon a Time, even with some of the more recent episodes, 
they we were thinking so many certain things that so much evidence seemed to be a certain thing and they turn it around on us i love it when the show will do that <laughs> and then when you look back everything still makes sense mm-hmm. when they can do that that's masterful storytelling can we go to the cliffs now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice day for a picnic at the cliffs. I have two favorite lines of the Red Queens from this part. I love Pilot. when she said, there's a darkness everywhere when the sun goes down. <laughs> yes. I thought that was extremely Wonderlandish. I loved it. And I also loved when she said, if I wanted you to fall off a cliff, I'd push you. <laughs> Those were both great lines. I, I loved agree. hearing them. <laughs> I had both of those in my notes, too. <laughs> Aren't they great? They were great. They're very Wonderlandish. So down inside with this young Alice. Creepy Alice. Like she, horror movie. Yeah. She did such a good job, though. She was a really good, young, creepy Alice. She was. With the and biggest turned, temper tantrum ever. Yep. Stomping her foot. <laughs> And then she turned around and was not creepy anymore. Yeah, they she changed her makeup, her so hair, creepy. and all of that. At first, she was really like dark and evil. I think she got progressively darker looking while all of this was going on. I know. I thought she was going to like bare her teeth and bite somebody. That's <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that horror movies are made out of. Really. Yeah. Uh, now, what's the game with the the Alice's? That was referenced in an earlier podcast episode. Um, yeah, it was in a kind of Alice in Wonderland video game. That's like a, a horror bit... video game. Ah. I never played it. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Uh, it is. Uh, I don't. I, I can't don't see the, the name. name. The pod the, the podcast. The chat room is probably about to tell us. <laughs> it was but Sarah I... that messaged us saying um, it's kind of like a horror video game the asylum where alice was was kind of like a horror video game about alice i just wondered if this (laughs) if this version of young alice resembled those characters in that game at all because she was Mm. seriously scary deranged looking creepy at first they did a good job making that little girl look very creepy they did cool that they found a way to get her back in the show Mm-hmm. And give her more to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that. Although I would expect to see the little girl again as maybe we get some Alice backstory. Right. Maybe. Yeah. There are two things I noticed about the scene when they were down under in the cliff or whatever. Um, I noticed that kid Alice, while she was being quite... Um, obnoxious and verbal towards the queen when she thought i think it was when she thought alice was about to kill the queen she still went and hid behind the rock and then she came out again to taunt her more um and then when the queen fell uh at the beginning when she first fell in the first thing she did before she even got up was make check to make sure that her crown was still on her head i made note of that so i wonder if that might have something to do with where she gets her power from Because we still haven't seen how she got magic. We have no indication yet that the king is magical. Interesting. I I took it more as just the whole thing she has going on with sort of posing. Like it's a charade. Yeah, like she's like, oh gosh, my facade. I can't really, I don't know that I can sustain a fall like that and still be queen. <laughs> Where's the crown? (laughs) It could be either one. 
Does no one in Wonderland die from falling? <laughs> well, I think it's a special fall. Yeah. I yeah. think it was supposed to happen. Cyrus oh. fell not to his death. Alice fell not to her death. <laughs> Evil Queen or Red Queen fell not to her death. And I'm thinking there were oh, Will fell from the sky. When, in the water. Uh, with, yeah, into, into the, water. the water. But still, at that height, that could kill someone. The wishbone fell not to its death. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it that guard reunited. fell to his death. Because oh, he definitely <laughs> fell to his death. He was not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> what if he had a wishbone in his hand and there's like another wishbone and he just holds it up and, and they'll like, do anything. <laughs> and here he comes, riding on a wishbone. <laughs> that would be sad and scary and a little pathetic <laughs> that's the how it should have ended version <laughs> yes but it's not fair to really talk about alice and the queen falling into the same canyon that clearly wanted them or whatever lives down there wanted them down there alive mm-hmm. well yeah they were supposed to survive that fall i think they were made to yes. survive that fall i feel Just like, like they since... were made to walk out on the nothing Mm-hmm. Since a little girl's temper tantrum brought the queen all the way down, I feel like there yes. was some magic involved in that. Yeah, yeah. And, and that her magic didn't work there either. Oh, that was oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, that really is, makes it fair. There's a screenshot of her face, uh, and she realizes her <laughs> magic doesn't work. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it's good acting. That's kind of the face that Daniel made when our internet didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> the internet is a podcaster's magic <laughs> oh somebody should make a t-shirt for us like that the internet is a podcaster's magic send it to wonderland podcast p.o box 739 burlington kentucky 41005 <laughs> wrapped in chocolate yeah now is it the internet or is it electricity in general oh both well electricity is sort of used by everybody so i think well it's the internet i don't know <laughs> I think the internet should be on a the case t-shirt. Could be made for both. So I wonder who is this other person that Alice loves? Well, we always guess fathers when it comes to unknown persons on these shows. <laughs> well, so and, and there's a good reason for that because earlier on the Red Queen did taunt saying to Alice that she came to Wonderland as a little girl wanting the love of her father speaking of love i wanted to mention that part what before they fell into the ravine where um alice said if two people love each other there's nothing they can't accomplish and the red queen said if only that were true and i bet anything she was talking about her love for will yeah yeah which is kind of sad i mean that probably was kind of heart-wrenching for the red queen to stand there and hear alice say if two people love each other, there's nothing they can't accomplish. Which is mm. part of what makes me think that they will work things out. And that yeah. Anastasia's <laughs> sad. Yeah, it's a sore this. topic for the Red yeah. Queen. She definitely loves him, I think. So, speaking of sores, the rabbit got his foot <laughs> oh cut off. Gosh. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that thing. was like... No blood! That was dark. Well, there was no blood. It would have been darker if it was bloody. Well, apparently- but there was no blood, so... I guess that's for the family rating. Yeah, and in Wonderland, <laughs> back on people too. get severed limbs all the time, and it's no true. blood. Yeah, it's true. I kind of, I don't know. It it did make it less impactful, if I may use that word that I don't like, for the rabbit's foot to be put back on. It wasn't quite as cutting. You're saying? Yes. Yes, I guess it was his lucky rabbit's foot day. <laughs> 
But who is this person outside of Wonderland that Alice loves? Crackpot theory. Yeah. It would involve a complicated backstory, but maybe not as complicated as we think. What if, and I don't know how this works with timelines, but what if Alice at some point in her life knew a certain blonde princess who may or may not have a sister named Anastasia? (laughs) Interesting. Who lives in a world where the rabbit has already gone once to retrieve somebody. You're saying Ashley? I am. Slash Cinderella. You know what? I think it's I think it's Alice's dad because she loved him. See, I think that makes more sense. He didn't love her, but she loved him. It definitely makes more sense, but could still be Cinderella. Is he still alive? There could be you know more than one happy ending there. If she saves, if she saves her dad from being killed by Jafar, then maybe her dad will learn to love her. Now, I would like to see her father, who thought she was crazy have to deal with being in Wonderland. Yeah, that would be be pretty good. Well, and to Aaron's question, is he still alive? Probably, because what we know of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland is that it starts about a year after Alice has been brought to the asylum. And the doctor talked about when her dad dad brought you, he was at his wit's end. There's nothing about when your late father brought you or when your father, God rest his soul, or everybody's late. (laughs) Nothing that indicates that her dad is dead at this point. They're going to have to age that guy if they're going to use him. Oh, that's easy to do with people who are already adults. Just some makeup <laughs> and extra facial Powder hair Powder their hair. Or something. But, <laughs> so Jafar is going to get whoever this is with the rabbit's help. But I wanted to mention something about that. Yeah. Uh, Jafar has captured one of Red Queen's pawns. Another one. Oh, funny. Or, the oh, white rabbit. Yeah. They're playing chess. They are playing chess. <laughs> he, he just captured a pawn. <laughs> well, he already had maybe the bishop, one of the bishops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, uh, one of the uh, Tweedles. Oh. We're going to call him dumb. It, sometimes, <laughs> if, you, dumb. if you want to really laugh a lot more at Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, watch the Tweedles. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, there was this moment when she, <gasps> yes, exactly, when they were leaving the canyon and she spins around and leaves and then he kind of does the he same does thing. He does the same thing. He's like, <laughs> well, the, the most ridiculous thing I've seen so far, and I didn't mention this, but in the last episode, just before Will was about to be executed, one of the Tweedles comes out and stands next to where the Red Queen is going to. Then she comes out. But he comes out and does this really weird kind of stand, like <laughs> with his with his chest out and his head back and his butt <laughs> sticking out. And it's just this kind of like awkward stand, almost like this admire me. <laughs> he so, struck a pose. He did. If you want to laugh a lot more, just watch, just watch the Tweedles. The tweedles. They're hilarious. Watch their expressions. <laughs> we should cut them together into their own mini episode. <laughs> Oh, music video. Somebody make <laughs> this and send it. Yeah. I love that. Um, or I hope that I love that the white rabbit showed his loyalty a little bit. Like he let Cyrus escape and yeah. let Jafar catch him, which could potentially be sacrificing his own life or the life of whoever the red queen might have. If she finds out that he's helping Jafar, um, 
And it kind of shows that he has faith in Cyrus and Alice that even if he brings back this mystery person, that if they will have found each other, that perhaps then they'll have the power to stop Jafar from hurting them. One also realized this is the first time White Rabbit has actually seen that Cyrus actually is alive. Because even when he did tell Alice that was a lie that Red Queen told him, and then he went back to the Red Queen and said, is Cyrus still alive? Oh, yeah. And she shut him down. She didn't answer. So he hasn't known. And now that he sees that Cyrus is alive, maybe he feels like, hey, there is hope for this. I can start manipulating people and maybe help the good guys win. So I want to see the little white rabbit become a hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know Obi's girl will be cheering at that statement too. <laughs> yeah. Obi's girl loves the little white rabbit with his little hat. <laughs> I, think, bunny bones. I think this thing that he did by helping Cyrus will really help him when he meets Alice again. Yeah. Yeah. Because he can tell her he's alive. I saw him. And I helped him get away. Because we all know she'll have a sword at his throat like she does pretty much every character on the show. Or a stick. <laughs> or a stick. Or a stick to... to Make his be- said beat stick him on the- yes. said, meet said face <laughs> repeatedly. repeatedly. <laughs> uh, can we go back to the ravine? Yeah. <laughs> you like that ravine. I do like that ravine. <laughs> I just wanted to um, talk about how the Red Queen reacted to... To being threatened by Alice, like without magic and everything. And I thought that the little dark Alice reminded me so much of the desperate younger Red Queen. But anyway, yeah. mm. um, Red Queen was crying because <laughs> she thought yes. she was that Alice was actually going to do it. Because um, by her reaction, she was surprised that Alice didn't do as she would have, which mm-hmm. she she would have gotten everything she wanted no matter what it took to get it Mm -hmm. and when alice didn't do that and she did the right thing it surprised her but i loved how she was just crying (laughs) it it showed that she was kind of like okay i kind of deserve this and i'm just gonna stand here and take it it also did not show though that she would not go like she went back on her deal like five minutes later yeah after alice spared her despicable but i loved the uh, i loved their banter back and forth like alice is so not afraid of her and it seems like everybody else is and she just seems like she would just flick alice away if she could so Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i i love where this show is going i love seeing these characters some of the backstories of these characters and i think each episode of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland is getting better and better. Mm-hmm. It had a rough start, sure. And the ratings are still kind of rough for the show right now. But I think the show is getting better and better. And here's something mm-hmm. I'd love to hear from any one of you out there who only watch Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. and Or not only, but who watch this show <laughs> and not Once Upon a Time. Yeah. I'd love to hear from you what you think of this show as a standalone, not watching the other show. Are there any of you out there? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want to know. Yeah, please email us. But also, please email us your feedback about other episodes of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. So we're finished talking about Heart of Stone now, and we'd love to hear from you when the next episode of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland airs. And there won't be one on Thanksgiving Day. So... Uh, Please keep that in mind. 
and that enjoy that time. That's Thanksgiving Day in the United States. But the show will be back in December after a one-week break. But we do have an episode coming up this week at the time of this recording. But send us your feedback or let us know about the uh, if you just watch Wonderland and not if you watch um, and if you don't watch Once Upon a Time. But email that to us, feedback at wonderlandpodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. Or you can go to the website, wonderlandpodcast.com and send a voice message right through the website on your computer or iOS device. And we'd love your feedback then for the next episode of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. And here's the way to do it. When you email, make sure that you put the title of the episode in the subject line of your email. That way we'll be able to sort it out quite a bit better. And we'd love to have your feedback. So some closing thoughts from you guys. Jenny, why don't you go ahead? I just have two questions. I want to know where a lizard is. Lizard. Lizard. And I want to know where is the king of Wonderland now? You think he's still alive in the dungeon with Lizard? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, she hasn't done anything terrible yet. I mean, she has (laughs) done something kind of terrible, but nothing that deserves Will to say you're a terrible person. You do terrible things to people like that hasn't happened that we've seen yet. So I'm thinking maybe she killed the king Hmm. or something. I don't know. It is a big prison. (laughs) That's possible. (laughs) Or what if Will killed the king in order to try to get Anastasia back? No, she still has to do something terrible. He's not wanted for murder. He's wanted for many things, (laughs) including public nudity, but not murder. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron, what are your closing thoughts? I just thought it was funny when White Rabbit was talking to Jafar and Jafar says, she enjoys tea parties. That's the insight you give me. (laughs) And then he says, it's true. And he said, I already knew that. Like as if maybe it was good insight. He still seemed to want to know that. Like Jafar was like, I know that she enjoys tea parties. So it just leads me to think, why do you know that? And (laughs) why is that important? Like, does she enjoy them that much that you know that? (laughs) You're from Agrava, and apparently she's famous for loving tea parties. (laughs) And you know this. He's going to find a bunch of teacups and teapots and start smashing them in front of her. And that's going to be, she's going to wish (laughs) I'm going to smash another one every 60 seconds until you make your last wish. Well, our final wish for you is that you send us your feedback and connect with us. Please leave us ratings, reviews, and iTunes and all of that stuff. You can connect with us through the website, wonderlandpodcast.com, or follow us on Twitter at wonderpodcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Follow me on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. Follow me on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. I'm Jenny, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash Snook. And I'm Aaron, and you can follow me on Twitter at Aaron J. Cruz. Get the show notes at wonderlandpodcast.com slash eight. And until next time, rest easy. You're far too valuable to cook. (laughs) And thanks for listening.
podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. And now, for some spoilers from Hunter. Hi, Wanderers. Hunter Hathaway here with your spoilers for Wonderland Podcast. Season 1, Episode 6, Who's Alice, is directed by Ron Underwood and written by Jerome Schwartz. According to the ABC official press release... Jafar pays a visit to the asylum in Dr. Ligate to uncover information about Alice. While in Wonderland, Alice heads to the Black Forest on her quest. Meanwhile, the knave is awakened by magic with the help of an unlikely ally, and he goes in search of Alice, only to find her in terrible danger. And Cyrus does his best to evade the Red Queen. In flashback, Alice returns to Victorian England and her father after losing Cyrus. Guest stars for this episode are John Prowse as Carpenter, Sean Smith as Edwin, Heather Dewerkson as Sarah, Kylie Rogers as Millie, Hesham Hondud as Gazai, Troy Young as Painter, Carrie Vandergreed as Thief Number 1, Sean Owen Roberts as Thief Number 2, John R. Taylor as Old Peddler, and Dallas Sawyer as Young Man. Hollywood Life interviewed the Red Queen. Emma Rigby has hinted that we may see someone from Storybrooke in Wonderland. She gives no hints as to who it is, but that she's only just found out about it and is very surprised and excited. I have a few title reveals for you. Episode 7, Bad Blood, will air on December 5th. And Episode 8, Home, will air on December 12th. As of right now, the show is only scheduled for 16 episodes. There is a programming note. There will be no new episode of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland on November 28th, Thanksgiving here in the U.S. That's all I have for you today. You can follow me on Twitter at Bit of Pixie Dust. Until next time. Music.